So we're doing narcissism today, Steph, and mm -hmm. you know that we've been posting things and being pretty transparent about mm -hmm. feelings. You know, I, I don't hold back. Right. You you see a lot of what I write before any of the rest of the world does. Narcissism's a trigger button, huh? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And when you look into it, you know, when I wanted to give it a, a I want to give it a full, a, a full conversation. There, there are many aspects to this. And I had, you've, you've heard me say so many times, like, we have to dissect this because nobody really talks about it. We, we, we diagnose everyone with it, but we, we don't really talk about it. Let, let's, let's discuss what it actually is. Mm -hmm. Why is it that? It's, it seems to be a hundred percent. It's the least diagnosed thing, mm -hmm. officially diagnosed thing, but it's it's about a hundred percent of people's X. Yes. So both can't be true. So let's just mm -hmm. talk about this and what 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 makes it so easy to diagnose socially but not clinically. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing some research. Here's the thing: nobody fucking knows anything. It's been, you, do you know, they've been talking about this since the mid-1700s? What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's been, it's been a, a social thing since the mid-1700s. And I want to get the date right for, um, in the late 1800s, it was starting to be written about more clinically, um, in, in Britain, in England. Mm-hmm. And Sigmund Freud popular, popularized it uh, with his papers on narcissism in 1914. Oh. So, so you think we get this thing. Mm -hmm. We don't get this thing. And when you look into it, you, you start, and I know it's in the DSM. It's been in the mm -hmm. DSM for a really long time. And and for those of you who who um, aren't uh, familiar with DSM, is it stands for Diagnostic and Statistical Man Manual of Mental Disorders. So it's 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 what your therapist, your psychologist, your psychiatrist, it's it's their it's their clinical reference. It's it's what lets them know what's diagnoses, what to diagnose you with, and 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 preferable treatments. That's what it technically mm -hmm. is. But in our society, it's also what insurance companies let you bill for. So there is a little, and you all know me, if you're familiar, if you're a member of this group, you know me well enough to know that I'll call, as Shakespeare would say, fuckery <laughs> when I see it. So there is a little fuckery when mm -hmm. it comes to, to, narcissistic personality disorder because it is a spectrum it does seem to be a spectrum mm -hmm. of some sort and not that someone would be on a spectrum but i'm saying it in itself is a spectrum it's a there are a large variants to it that that are listed and, and made really really broad but but nobody really understands and so when you look at it, I mean, Steph, it, it's, it's to the, it's to the point where they're like, so the narcissist could be, have really high self-esteem or really low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. They could really feel bad about themselves or really great about themselves. Mm -hmm. They could be really quiet or they could be really loud. Like, do you understand? Like it's, right. it's, yeah. it's like reading a, astrology. <laughs> oh, like where mm -hmm. it can apply to anyone and yeah. everyone at some point. I know while I was reading it on one thing, I was like, oh, wow, that person sounds horrible. On the next thing, I'm like, oh, shit, it, it 80 percent of this shit is me. Mm -hmm. And so I and I'm positive we all have some sort of narcissistic traits, but we have to. I mean, I just look at myself. I share thoughts with the world with the hopes that it'll help it. Right. That's that. If that's not a fucking sense of a, a grandiose sense of, so there's got to be something like that. We have to own our shit, right? We have to uh, look at that. At the same time, I was raised Catholic, mm -hmm. 
So as a little kid, I'm told that the most important human on earth, which is God's son, Jesus, came here, was fucking tortured and crucified for me. Like, that's right. how important I am. Mm -hmm. That this whole universe, the billions of years before and the hundreds of thousands of years since, was all put here in my in my favor for me. And then I'm raised through not only Catholicism, but the era of the guru, the era of where Eastern philosophy meets Western philosophy. And it, and it becomes all of that. It becomes this universe conspires in your favor. You are eternal. You are like, and so there's a certain aspect of, of self belief that is intrinsic in this. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it in perspective, what one person's self-belief is, if, if they catch you the wrong way, you say, oh, that's a narcissistic trait. They, they may not be wrong. It seems that, that clinically they, they write that most individuals have some narcissistic traits. But it's when it gets to high levels of narcissism that they manifest in a pathological form. So at the conclusion of reading this stuff for hours, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm where I am where it was with behavioral science. Like, you just listen to some of the greatest minds on earth and say, mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. So I'll run with that. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. here's your degree and we're not really sure. Wow. And so I thought that there's a flaw in that, though, because how I eventually learned to deal with it and to not be it was that idea of you win every battle that you don't engage in. Mm -hmm. And I noticed something about are dealing with toxic people because most of the people who are who are talking about narcissists aren't dealing with the narcissists that 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 change the world I, I know i've talked about the the idea that you can change the world is fucking insane and we're so thankful that there are some people who want to change the world for the better and so we we, we don't yell narcissist at them even though they clearly express traits of a narcissist um we yell narcissist at the people who are toxic Mm -hmm. Right. The people who just flip your life around, flip it around, go spit you out and then mm -hmm. do it to the next person and then spit you out, do it to the next person. And they're so messed up and no, so messed up that they stab you a, a thousand times, Steph. And then number one, yell at you for getting blood on their shoes. Mm -hmm. And number two, cry to everyone else that now they don't have shoes. Right. And then you watch the world around them, believe them. And you're like, <laughs> What? The f <laughs> How is this a thing? Yeah. And so those are the ones we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that we're talking about. And so I learned in my own experience, and I think one of the one of the quotes going up today um, is from the the Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness book, which is. Something to the effect of that I, I, I learned and I was personally reflecting. You know, I learned that I, I didn't ask questions, not because I didn't want to know answers, but I just, I didn't want to be lied to. And, and that's what like abuse does. That's what engagements with these toxic people do. It confuses you. So you end up learning how to deal with the behavior instead of walking away from the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and reading all these articles on narcissism by really intelligent people, everyone's talking about how to deal with the behavior instead of how to defend yourself against the person. Mm -hmm. 
And I said, here I was, so confused, like, oh, I'm I'm learning how to deal with lies instead of walking away from the liar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why did I let that, conf oh, how do I deal with this temper and how do I tiptoe? Have you ever, I can't be the only one who's ever felt like you're walking on eggshells. And how do I not crack these eggshells? How do I not? Mm -hmm. And it confuses you because the, <laughs> the healthy version of you is like, walk the fuck away. Why you even do? Why are you even playing this game? Right. Why are you choosing to rock? I'm, why, why am I? I'm walking the tightrope <laughs> while juggling to make uh -huh. this person happy instead of just leaving the circus. Right. I want to leave the circus. <laughs> why am I in a circus to begin with? And suddenly I'm trying to be the best circus, the, the best circus performer in the world. And I'm thinking <laughs> at some point, why the fuck am I in a circus? Mm -hmm. Why am I in a circus? <laughs> oh, no. See, my inner Seinfeld, Seinfeld comes out. What is with all these circus acts? <laughs> so, I, I don't, I don't know that, do you know I Googled this? Steph, can you still hear me? Mm -hmm. All right. I Googled this and there were 78 million hits. Wait. So there are 78 what? million conversations, articles, quotes, books on narcissism. Oh. And, and those are, the, that's, that's the human condition there. Mm -hmm. That's people hurting. Mm -hmm. How do I deal with this person? Yeah. How do I deal with this with this uh, with this uh, idea? Uh, how do I deal with their behavior? Mm -hmm. How do I deal with their next outrage? Mm -hmm. How do I deal instead of saying, "What steps do I take to get this person out?" The only way to win is not to play. Mm -hmm. But you don't see that until you're out. And a lot of times, you know, it's most fucked up. A lot of times you're not even out because you chose to be out. At the end, most of the time, the narcissist dumped you. <laughs> wow, yeah. Because you weren't a good enough circus performer. Uh -huh. Or because they found some other idiot mm -hmm. who wants to perform in the circus who doesn't know they're in a circus yet. Yeah. You lost your luster because at some point you realized you're in the circus. Uh -huh. You're playing along, but you don't like it. They found some other idiot that doesn't know it's a circus yet. Wow. And so I want to talk today. First, we'll talk about narcissism stuff. I mm -hmm. know that so many people wrote in. Some of those stories are heartbreaking and also yeah. oddly familiar. Yeah. Um, and but I want to talk about the building the power to not engage. Mm -hmm. And I know as soon as I say that, all of the things pop up. But what about this? But what about this? But what about this? Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. It's not easy. Almost every single time I write something or share something, there are going to be a percentage of people who say, hey, it's not it's not that easy. And it's not. It's not. But nothing is. Right. Haven't you realized yet in life that nothing is easy? Uh, wanting something's easy. Mm hmm. Uh, craving something, wishing something, all those things are easy. But the act of doing, the act of participating in what you want, that's that's not easy. That's that's where the reward, the mm -hmm. reward is in the doing. Mm -hmm. And so I do want to uh, talk about that, but I, I want to address some of the stuff that, that people wrote. I know that you were looking at it as well, compiling it. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's an interesting take a lot of people have. Yeah, it really is. I think that uh I mean so somebody here uh she wrote it's perfect. They are on you and taking over before you even see them coming. Now, I just thought that was interesting is are there flags? There should be flags for abusive people. Right. Even if the, it's all really good and love bombing and all those things that they describe narcissists as. But there should be some red flags, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of red yeah. flags, but we don't. We don't. So. 
here's the thing. Red flags are only red flags when we want to see them as that. Mm-hmm. When red flags, it depends on, you know, you were how full your love tank is and all those mm-hmm. things that we should address. Right. Are we here to be honest? If you guys want dishonesty and bullshit, go to a different page. Go to fucking woo woo dot com. Go to magic crystals. Rub them on your fucking head and all the narcissists disappear dot com. Do that. If you want something real, this is what we're going to talk about. A lot of times we weigh based on how empty our love tank is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I know that there are times that I have, because how empty my love tank was or, Mm -hmm. or because how I felt about myself, because sometimes when you, when you get out of a shitty relationship, you think you're past the damage because you're not hearing abusive things anymore. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize that it's horrible that they said nasty things about you to you. Mm-hmm. But it's tragic that at some point on some level, you started believing it. Mm-hmm. So you think you're out, but you're not out. They caused an emotional damage that empties your love tank and, and suddenly you do meet someone new and it's, and it's, it's someone different and you have those still unhealthy kind of parameters that none of us admit to, but are totally there Mm -hmm. where you're not really talking to or interested in this person. You're just happy. It's not them. Right. Like, Hey, who are you dating? Not them. You don't, they don't have a name yet. They have a name, but not yet. Mm -hmm. I'm dating, not the last person. That's who I'm dating. (laughs) And so. When you're in that kind of mindset, you start you start you're not sure that they're red flags. This is how fucked up it is. You're not sure that they're red flags mm-hmm. or that your damage is causing you to see those flags as red. Oh. And so, like me, I would like slalom through fucking red flags. <laughs> I would see red flags, and that's how I'd know. That's how I'd know it was familiar. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, chaos and destruction. Mm-hmm. Chaos, of course, let me go swimming in this. This is me. <laughs> and so, I would go slaloming in there. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, oh, this isn't good. Oh, this isn't good. Oh, this isn't good. But, mm-hmm. but you're so you're you're not you're not looking at it through a healthy vision. You're saying this isn't good. Probably I'm the reason. Mm-hmm. And so it it becomes because you're starving. Your tank is empty. You are willing to accept less than you deserve, less than who you are, Mm -hmm. because you don't see that. And by the time you do see that, you're back in the circus. Oh, wow. You're back in the circus, Mm -hmm. and they've got their claws in you already. They've got their claws in you, and you're in trouble. And you're back to never again and you're going to you're going to find a million ways to anesthetize your pain. Suddenly you're doing yoga ten days a week. There's seven days in a week, you're doing yoga ten days a week <laughs> because you're dealing with how to deal with this stuff, how to deal with the 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 byproduct of mm-hmm. of being in these relationships. And again, you're still so damaged that you it doesn't occur to you to walk away from the relationship. And then you start, you know, your, your condition versus your circumstance that, that kicks in, that kicks in where you start realizing, um, are, are, are those of you out there familiar with, with my stance on condition versus circumstance? So I'm going to, I'm going to bring that up Steph real quick. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I know you've heard this Stephanie a million times. Oh, it's great. So, in in my, f- I think it's in my first book, the 
life to truth and being free for because this is part of the my talk from the late 90s mm -hmm. um it's so incredible to think that some of the people who are on my page weren't even born yet but late 90s i was an adult with a microphone on a stage and some of the stories i would tell were about how people confuse their their truth their value with their circumstance and so i would give the example and i, I with a hundred i would bring out a crisp hundred dollar bill and this worked great when i would talk to middle schools which is where this information is really vital um and so i would take out a crisp hundred dollar bill and wave it in the air and i'd say hey what's this worth and it's worth a hundred dollars everyone agrees it's worth a hundred dollars it's crisp it's new who wants this? Everyone raises their hand. You know, it's crisp, it's new. And then I would crumble it in front of them. And I'd, I'd open it up. Now it's wrinkly and crumbled. And I'd say, what's it worth? Still $100. Who wants this? Still everyone wants it. Then I would throw it down. I'd step on it. I'd call it names, call it fat, call it ugly, call it whatever. Pick it back up. What's it worth? $100, who wants it? Everyone raises their hand. And so the point I was trying to make was even though its condition had changed, it had gone from crispy, pristine to a little wrinkly, to a little beat up. It got called names. It was a little dirty. It was a little muddy. Its condition kept changing, but its value stayed the same. And we're able to see that when it's something like money, but we aren't able to see that with ourselves. You could have never convinced that bill it was worth less than a hundred. But people, they are easily convinced that their value diminishes just because their condition had changed. So now they're a little wrinkly. They're a little beat up. Some relationships in life beat you up a little bit. You got a little dirty. You got, got called some names. You've been through some stuff. Your condition has changed and you are identifying with your condition instead of reconnecting and seeing your value, which has not changed. And so when it comes to dealing with toxic relationships, a lot of times we are living in our place of condition versus our truth versus our value. So we start saying things. What, do, what does it sound like? Those of you who know me for years know that my specialty is in language. If you talk to me for a sentence, I know more about you than you know about yourself. I know how you think, how you learn, why you learn the way you learn. And I could tell a lot of things about you and your whole mechanism of consciousness based on a, the words you use <laughs> and the way you use them. And so when you listen to somebody, you can know that they are in a, in a living a circumstantial truth than a value truth because they will tell you. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm broke. Broke. That's a, that's a temporary condition. That's a temporary condition, but you're identifying. I am, and you're identifying with that. Instead of going going through some money problems right now, you're saying, I'm broke. Mm -hmm. I'm widowed. I'm divorced. I, you'll hear someone say, I'm widowed. And it was, and you talk to them like, oh, man, going through life like that as a widow, going through life as a widow. And you listen to them, and then you, you say, oh, how long has it been? 20 years. Like, oh, that's... <laughs> That's a lifetime ago mm -hmm. to still be identifying as that. And the reason I'm bringing this up is a lot of the messages I saw are I only attract narcissists. Right. That is a condition. And because the reason why how you identify yourself is really, really important is because what we have learned about the cognitive sciences is that your agreement with reality defines your life. We've learned that your eyes don't actually see. Your eyes collect data and your data tells you what you quote unquote see based on your agreement with reality. That's huge. That's good news or bad news yeah. depending on what your agreement with reality is. So if you think there's nothing good out there for me, 
Your eyes, your life, what you see will validate that. It's doing its job. Your brain's job is to validate. It doesn't, it, that's its job. Efficiency, validation. That's why confirmation biases exist. Its job is to validate, make mm -hmm. things easier. When you say, oh, look, I'm thinking of buying that new blue car. Suddenly you see all that new blue car everywhere. <laughs> oh my God, what's true? That suddenly everyone's got these? No, your brain starts validating things right. for you. And so it does that. But imagine, imagine that your agreement with reality is that everyone's bad. That's all you're going to see. I'm not good enough. That's mm -hmm. all you're going to see. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, well, I have a couple of stories, but I remember reading a, a um, maybe it was in, in one of uh, Peel's books, uh, that conversation of, of two stonecutters. Mm -hmm. Two stonecutters, and, and they were, this is back a long, long time ago, um, and they were probably slaves, to be quite honest. And their job was to cut these boulders into blocks. They had the same job and they were right next to each other. And they were each asked, what is it that you're doing? One of them was super miserable. He said, my job is to cut these stones into blocks. The next guy working, doing the same thing. He seemed so happy. He looked healthier. He had a vibe to him. And he asked him, well, what is it you're doing? He said, I'm on a team that's building a cathedral. Your agreement with reality defines your life. Do, do I have time for one more story? I think I do. Yeah. Folks, you're listening to Unbullshitified Chat. This is our narcissism episode. Mm -hmm. Now, as with this episode, as with all of our special episodes, each week will be a new episode and a new topic. We'll continue to build on it. I've scheduled already a few conversations uh, with, with, with uh, people who are leaders in the conversation on narcissism uh clinically and uh, experientially so have some some interviews with them they will be recorded and i will just add them to this thread so this will be the home thread for the narcissism uh and i'll just keep adding things to this thread That's awesome. we can add things for the next five years mm -hmm. this this whole unbullshitified group is going to be a huge library of conversations like this for people to have for the price of a cup of coffee so one more agreement with reality thing. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. I'm in the military and I was military policeman and I, I want to say I was about 20. Let's say I was about 20 years old. And when you're a military policeman and you're not training for, for ground forces stuff, you're just a policeman on a base. You're, you're a police officer on a base. And usually when we got called to a um, domestic disturbance, unfortunately, it was a husband and wife fighting, usually a husband beating up a wife. On this occasion, it was a 10-year-old boy beating up his mom. And at the time, when I, when I tell you I'm, I'm 20 years old, not only was I, I had been doing martial arts, wrestling, sports my entire life while in the military i i got to uh train hand to hand with some fantastic fantastic forces and did a lot of hand to hand combat training within my own group of police point i'm trying to make is i was in really good shape <laughs> i don't know why you're giggling right now side note everybody <laughs> <laughs> embrace change <laughs> embrace maturity and change but at this moment i was 20 years old and in fantastic shape and this we walk into the house and it just looks like a 10 year old throwing a violent tantrum so my partner and i walk in i go and i grab this kid and he he throws me across the room so I got up and I was like, all right, I must, <clears throat> I must have been off balance. Um, and I go grab him again and he, he throws me to the other side of the room. So when, when my partner's done laughing, he, we subdue this kid and, and he starts taking the police report. Now, thank, thank heavens, 
there's the internet doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a cell phone and social media obviously is, is a, a long ways away. And, or else he would have, my partner would have, that would have been it for me. <laughs> that uh, There would have been pictures and that would have been it for me. So, so he's taking, my partner's taking the police report and I'm, Steph, when I tell you, when I tell you that what ego destruction sounds like, that's it. <laughs> when I'm 20 and I'm from New York mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I, I got all of that. I'm 20. I'm from New York. I've been fighting my whole life. <laughs> I had that whole thing going. And then I go grab this kid and he launches me. My ego, I can't tell you what it did. And oh, so no. my, my partner's taking the police report and I'm pacing back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I look at the mom as I'm pacing. I look at the mom. So, so, um, uh, you're a kid on steroids. <laughs> and she said, no. And she said he, he has autism, mm-hmm. but this is the early nineties. That's not a thing. The internet's not a thing. Right. Never heard it before. Mm-hmm. So she said he had autism. I, I It did nothing for me. So I kept pacing and I look and I said, okay, so do they take steroids? <laughs> and I'll never forget what she said. And it clicked in later when I was learning and understanding about agreement with reality. She looked at me and she said, he hasn't been taught that 10-year-olds aren't that strong. Wow. Wow. And I never forgot that. Mm -hmm. Your agreement with reality defines your life. And so people with kids and people with with friends, and you you know that when when they're capable of so much more and you see they sell themselves short and and it shows up that way, you want to say, but what do you mean? You were able to do this. I've seen you do this. Why can't you do this? Agreement with reality. Your agreement with reality defines your life. So when you're engaging in this, what I was calling a circus, when you're engaging what I was calling a circus, it's because I thought I belonged in the circus. And this is just what I, I guess this is just what, what that is. I guess I belong here. I guess that's mm-hmm. that's what this is. And and when I read about my my heroes, the people who and, and by heroes uh, we don't really know much about them. Mm-hmm. When I read about my heroes, they were also either in or the cause of toxic things as well. Right. Sometimes both. Mm-hmm. And I've been both. Mm-hmm. And when we're dealing with narcissism, hold on, how do I? When we're dealing with narcissism, we have to recognize that that's some, we're we're, we're trying to figure all these 70 something million posts. They're all trying to teach us how to jump in the ocean and win a fight with a shark. Oh, jeez. I don't want to fucking fight a shark. No. And I sure as shit don't want to fucking fight a shark in the ocean. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to fight a shark, your ass is coming outside, coming to the beach where you're <laughs> at the weakness, and I can run, and I can move faster than you, I can see uh-huh. clearer than you. I can. But why are all of these articles and all of these conversations how to fight a shark in the ocean Mm -hmm. i do not want to fight a shark in the ocean 
I don't even want to be in the ocean if there's a shark. And so, and so that's what we need to navigate. We need to learn to love ourselves enough and to know. I don't know why they are the way they are. I don't know why. And now I'm reading and researching. And guess what? Since, oh, let me find it here. Since 1752. Let me say that again. <laughs> in, in the year we're in now. Mm -hmm. Since 1752. They still haven't figured that shit out. Wow. Now I can, Steph, at 45 years old, I can now endeavor if I want to try and figure out some shit they haven't figured out since 1752, mm -hmm. or I can live my life. Yeah. And I could say, oh, well, haven't figured that out. I'm going to go ahead and avoid the whole thing. I'm going to go ahead and take the controversial stance mm -hmm. of not fighting sharks in the ocean. Since all you can tell me is the simple things. If you hit their nose just right. Oh, sure. Sure, that's how that works. No. I don't want to engage in it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to dissect of why are you the way you are. When the shark's biting you, you don't say, Oh, shark, you're biting my leg off. Why are you the way you are? are, are <laughs> was I? Did I cause you? Oh, did no. my leg look too delicious? I'm sorry. Does my leg soft enough for you to bite? Oh, Is no. the bones? That's the shit we're doing now. Yeah. That's. I I don't know why they're doing what they're doing, but here's the thing. Stop. Mm -hmm. Does it hurt to stop? Yes. Yes. But I am done. At some point in my life, I became done. Allowing stabbings just because you love the person holding the knife mm -hmm. that's not healthy in any direction let someone else participate in that circus and here's the thing there is no healthy relationship with you in the water with the shark mm -hmm. there's none there is none you get in that water, that's where they live. Jeez. That's where generationally they've lived. Jeez. They are faster. They see better. You're in their stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're going to try and change it. You aren't changing anything. You're going to be victim number whatever, and you're going to be article number 79 million. Yeah. And for what? They're not thinking the shark. You think the, the shark bit off your leg and now your ass is in a wheelchair, one leg, doing one leg hobbling the rest of your life. Do you think the shark thought of you one second later? Do you think that when I read these heartbreaking messages on our comments mm -hmm. about how some dude flipped your whole shit upside down, mm -hmm. you think that that guy's writing on some Facebook forum at that moment? No. No, is an expression in Italian translated to English. It's while you're holding a grudge, the other person's out dancing. Yeah. Yeah. You're filling up Facebook messages <laughs> and comments and forums and you're uh -huh. fucking calling who what did you know what they did. They're out the other person's out dancing. The shark's out being a shark. Mm hmm So what we need to do. What we need to do is allow ourselves the power of go to voicemail, the power of not engaging, the power of ghosting. I fucking invented ghosting. <laughs> I invented that shit before, before I ghost people on email. Ghost them on the phone. I'll ghost. I if 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 I lived back in the day where there was just Western Union telegrams going <laughs> on, I would have fucking ghosted you if you didn't feel right to me. Mm -hmm. 
I eventually learned that. Because there is no winning in that. There is no winning in that. If you have to... If, you, if you're in a relationship with someone who that's their territory, that's the, that's the, where they live, you have to try to figure out their point of view. Mm -hmm. Well, what if they this and this, and you're trying, I'm trying to be empathetic and you're, 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 you're not clear about the difference between sympathy and empathy. One that empowers, enables, and creates better things, and the other that will fucking suck you dry faster than you can imagine. And you start realizing, I'm now begging for the bare bone minimum. And my agreement with reality defines my life at some point that's permeating into my subconscious where I am only worth the bare bone minimum. You start out and you're just this empowered person and you know something's going to be great, something to come, and then you meet this charismatic shark that is a master of hi hiding the fins. Mm -hmm. Right? And suddenly, forget all the, all this special treatment. You're fighting for bare bone minimum. Suddenly, you... You're so deep into this circus act. You're so deep into this, this shark world. That suddenly you sneeze. And the narcissist says, bless you. And you're like, oh. they said, bless you. You see, they are a good person. You're looking for anything. Meanwhile, complete strangers would have said, bless you. But you're so diffused. You're so starving at this point. That you're begging for and happy with the absolute minimum. I didn't read these 70 plus million articles, books, comments, podcasts, videos. I don't need to. No. You're not figuring it out and they're not stopping. Mm -hmm. They had a team. Let me read this. For those of you who, who, who don't get this yet. And by all means, if you want to figure this shit out and you want to change the narcissist, knock yourself out. But I do want to tell you <laughs> that on numerous occasions in the psychology world, because they do get a lot of shit for this, in the world of psychology and psychiatry, and especially with the new DSM, the new diagnostic manual, number five, they get a lot of shit for how much room narcissistic personality disorder takes up and how there's no treatment there's no anything and how it's just on this vast and it does seem like they added this whole big specter just so that your insurance company can bill it for when you need it mm -hmm. but to go further there have been major commissioned reviews the Cochrane collaboration commissioned two Huge reviews of the evidence for psychological and medical treatments for narcissistic personality disorder. In both cases, that is 100% of the cases by the top medical mind, psychiatric minds in the world who were commissioned for an absolute mission that they benefited from to create and let's get something going for this so we can take this to the next level so we can add it to our books of the of the the rules of the mind and psychology and treatment two commissions in both cases they suspended their initiatives after the teams made no progress in over a year there are no clear treatment strategies for narcissistic personality disorder. Neither medication nor psychotherapy. There is no treatment strategy. Wow. What? Wow. So does Steve in Long Island want to figure that shit out? 
Does does Suzanne in Kentucky want to figure that shit out? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you do Suzanne in Kentucky and Mark in Georgia. And, uh, if you all want to figure this out and you want to change, you want to figure out how to change something that the top psychiatric minds in the world go, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't look like there's a change since the year 1700. Uh-huh. No, thanks. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with it as little as possible and just recognize the fact that there are some sharks in the ocean and I'm not fit to do combat with them successfully. Right. Now that might not be the answer some people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Knock yourself out. You think you, you think that You'd be the first. There's not almost 80 million articles because you'd be the first. Right. And so for me, as we continue this, as we continue our thing on narcissism, let's keep it on all of those strategies. Let's instead of learning to deal with and we'll have some on dealing with the behaviors of the mm-hmm. narcissist because some people are entwined. Some you have you have 12 children and homes or you're at the beginning of separating and there's a lot of legal ramifications. There's a lot of things. We can't pretend that life is black and white like that. But so we'll we'll navigate how to deal with those connections and disconnections. But also the strategies that people don't want to talk about. The complete distancing, the not playing mm-hmm. in a game that you can't win. It's, it's, it's not playing in a game you can't win. And so we'll continue to, uh, build on that during this and in this narcissism, uh, chapter of our mm-hmm. library that we're starting today with this, uh, unbullshitified chat on, on narcissism. Steph, did you, uh, want to add more as well? Wow, I mean, there's so much stuff. We to could add. we could talk there's, forever. Yeah, we could talk. I just this. think it's like just this with 80 million articles. What is it doing? How how is it helping? Are you're you're they're in a they're hurt. in a race to label it, and and you're in a toxic relationship. You were in a toxic relationship. You were in an abusive relationship. You were being emotionally abused. Yeah, you, and, and and people and are hurt, and yeah. and they want to. Some people just feel good saying, okay, well, it was a narcissist. They're, mm-hmm. they're good self-labeling like that. Right. That's another thing about narcissism. Less than 1% of the population has ever been diagnosed as that. Well, right. So, so yeah. a lot of people have a lot of the traits, mm-hmm. but the diagnosis of it is so challenging because of what I was saying before. It was like, oh, they're too happy or too sad. Yeah. They're too kind or too mean. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? So you're saying you don't know. It's like saying it has to be this big. Like you don't know. So again, as I take with, with, with everything else in life, I think we get caught up in too much of the specifics where Mm -hmm. most of us just want to be able to navigate. Yeah. When, when people ask why I write the way I write and why I'm able to, to reach so many people is because I don't get caught up in the word salad of it. There are, I, there are so many things. I've studied it for two decades in, in behavior and behavioral mechanisms and success and translating what's in your mind to what's in our three dimensional world and, and, and all of the bumps and bruises that go with that and all the ways that we habitually get in our own way and stick to bad habits and how our, our genetic code is one that we also have to overcome when mm-hmm. navigating in the year 2020, the year 2021, I'm still have to navigate against the genetic code of my ancestors from 1721. Right. That still is 100%. The library within me is the code of my ancestors. So from 1421, I'm navigating those codes in Mm -hmm. 2021. So we have to be aware of that. But I always tell people the the way I write and the way I share, the way that I look at it myself is I've simplified my life. You've all seen me write that so many times. I mean it. Because in the end, we're all like on a on a boat you're on a boat you're on a ship you're on a cruise ship whatever it is and somebody falls overboard you can lean over so the 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 person falls overboard they're in the water and you all go to the rail you can lean over and say i will now explain to you the laws of aquatic physics (laughs) 
<laughs> I will now explain to you the laws of buoyancy. Oh, no. Me, I'm leaning over and saying, dude, paddle your arms and kick your feet. Mm-hmm. That's going to save him. <laughs> Yeah. If afterwards this dude wants to learn about aquatic physics, laws of buoyancy, and all that, have a great time. But he needs paddle your arms and kick your feet. And I feel like with narcissism, we have a lot of people who understand the depth and have read much more than I even read about it. And, and, and where it falls in the DSM and what clinical trial did this and what clinical trial did that. And they can go in the depths and history of it. But I don't think we need that right now. Right now, we need paddle your arms and kick your feet. Yeah. Because these fuckers are, if 80 million people are writing about them, these mm -hmm. fuckers are poison. Yeah. They are, they are, they have metastasized their behavior. And so we have to recognize that and just, again, we're, we're in the era of COVID, right? You can get into the detail, genetic code, of virus but for now just wash your hands mm -hmm. cover your mouth yeah again paddle your arms kick your feet and it's going to help us then we mm -hmm. can really dissect this and i think for us now with this narcissism paddle your arms and kick your feet yeah recognize that there are some battles you won't win they may not know why they're like that and most of the time, they don't. Mm -hmm. I know in my own experiences, it was like the weirdest thing. I thought I was on like a, I don't know how old some of you are, but for, for some of you who will remember a candid camera, like I thought I was on candid camera sometimes. I'd be looking around like waiting for the camera to come out and be like, aha, <laughs> this was so ridiculous that it couldn't be real. But there was no camera. That shit was real. Mm -hmm. Like looking at someone when they say something to me and I'd be like, wait, let me get this straight. When I do something wrong, it's because I'm an asshole. Fair enough. But, but when you do something wrong, it's also because I'm an asshole? <laughs> Wait, huh? Where's the where's the guy coming out? Aha! Well, of course that's ridiculous. No, sure as shit. There was no joke there. That was real. Mm -hmm. And so I look back now and I realize that there is no no changing that because you don't see it. The the tornado doesn't know it's a tornado. The shark doesn't know it's a shark. It doesn't see any other way. It's not it's it's doing shark things. Mm -hmm. And primates do primate things. And so when you come across a primate that is 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 demonstrating all those traits, you're not changing that. And that sucks sometimes because you love that person so much and you know they could be great. But you've got an unhealthy attachment that's with something that isn't real. And it's... It's... A price that's too much. It's a price that's too much. And and if if we saw it earlier, you know, I mentioned the $100 bill stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you just look at life like that, like, and I know I'm getting kind of contemplative and so because good. this is an emotional topic. Mm -hmm. If you just look at life like that, $100 bill. You got 100 years. If you're lucky, if you're in the small percentage of people that make it 100 years. And you look at your life like that. Would you spend... How, how many... If you only had $100, how many dollars would you spend on someone treating you like shit? 20? 
jeez. I'll give you twenty dollars to drink. I only have a hundred. Why would I spend twenty on something on something bad? But that's what we do. Spend twenty years with someone. Spend ten years with someone. Spend. I'm forty five. I've spent forty five of my years. How many more do I want to spend begging for basics? Or or having to just you all know what I'm saying. We have to have a healthier way to deal with this. Dissecting it and reliving it incessantly isn't going to help us. While trying to get the other person you ever try to get a narcissist to say sorry? Or try to get their level of hurt or their level of sorry to get anywhere near your level of hurt? You're not it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not <laughs> you are you are more likely to uh, it's you're not. Yeah. I, I can't even think of something yeah, you're, you're more likely to do because it's not going to happen ever, 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 right. ever. And so we have to learn that emotional self-defense. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you go, you step away, you cry, you fucking cry in fetal position, do whatever you have to do. All of that is temporary because that's the withdrawal. Don't forget, we are walking bags of chemical. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, just like we get used to any habit, being abused becomes a habit you get used to. And so you're having chemical withdrawals. Don't forget when, when we're talking about actual chemicals and us having a chemical withdrawal, like a, 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 an external chemical that you're putting in your body, like meth or mm -hmm. some sort of drugs. Mm -hmm. When you stop that, the person has withdrawals. And what do they do? They crawl up. They're in yeah. fetal position. They're crying. They're going through every emotion. Yeah. 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 You're having a chemical withdrawal. The same thing happens with people. Just we don't see it that way because we see another person. We don't see us with another chemical. Mm -hmm. But that person, the reason we like them to begin with is they caused chemical reactions. Their treatment of us caused chemical reactions, good or bad. They caused chemical reactions and you became addicted to it. So when you stop, when you cut it off, you're going to have those same crying, emotional mm -hmm. back and forth. You're having withdrawals. It's just that when it comes to people, we don't use the word withdrawals. We use the word missing. I mm -hmm. miss them. But a meth addict misses meth. Yeah. That's what a <laughs> withdrawal is. Yeah. And we just have different words for the same chemical issue in our body. And so recognize that that's going to happen. Have some good people around you. If you don't have good people around you, figure out whatever you got to figure out to not pick up that phone, to not bring it just like you tell somebody you love. Do whatever you have to do with these next couple of weeks with your withdrawal, but do whatever you have to do to not pick up another pipe, to not pick up another dr drug, not to not pick that up. And, I, and that's where I am with narcissism. We'll continue to make it bigger. We'll continue to make the subject. Um, um, we'll expand on it. We'll continue right. to make it available mm -hmm. to everybody. We'll expand on it on this thread. I think this was a good first conversation. What do you think, Steph? So good. I love this. It's it's a conversation that's never going to stop. No, it's not. So we'll always have it's, the opportunity to continue it. And uh, and again, if we want to do a part two, mm -hmm. here's the beauty of this this <laughs> private group. We could do whatever. Yeah. The F we want. Why did I say the F now? <laughs> I dropped the F bomb like 20 times. <laughs> you did. Now I say whatever the F suddenly <laughs> Suddenly, suddenly you're watching your language. Yeah. Suddenly, I'm watching my language. Um, yeah, we can just do another show and and build on it and say, oh look, we have this new friend. Hey, you know yeah. this is a great story, or hey, I did this great interview. Mm -hmm. Let me add something to. It. I think we can do that. But folks, I hope you have an amazing day. Now that we solved that. <laughs> now that ta da, that's done. That's done. So what's next? <laughs> and so I hope you all have. An amazing day. I hope uh, that you smile today. For those in the U.S. of A., uh, enjoy your Labor Day. Enjoy some relaxation, some fun in the sun. Um, I hope you enjoy good conversation. Uh, please, folks, check out uh, our podcast that we, that we brought back. Uh, check out the podcast. on It's available wherever podcasts are available. And let people know about this page. Let people know. Uh, what we're doing here, the library of content mm -hmm. that we're building here, and let them know that it's only the price of a cup of coffee. <laughs> That's it. It's amazing. It is amazing. Thank you, Steph, for, for 
logging in a little awesome. early before the podcast. And thank you everyone for listening and for sharing. Sending you lots of love. Big hugs from New York. Bye.